website development, but her true education has come from working in the corporate world and with entrepreneurs. This education has honed her aesthetic and marketing skill set. She's worked with hundreds of brands in a variety of industries, helping them and their businesses to become more visible to their target customers. Most recently, she has, she has successfully launched the Vivid Glam Beauty, the sister company to Vivid Visual Solutions. The Vivid Glam Beauty was launched to help working women professionals go from average to extraordinary, making them feel beautiful and confident while using only natural fibers and soft glam techniques. All aspects of this business were created to enhance the features that bring out the natural beauty of the clients that trust Lisa as an advisor and strategist. She is passionate about helping women take their vision from dream to reality. You can find Lisa Noble at um, on Instagram at Vivid Visual Solutions and also to obviously on her website which is vvsol.com vvsol.com and you can also reach her phone after this if you need some aesthetics and she does graphic design and all of that as well at 313-355-0162 that's 313-355-0162 and I love Lisa Lisa welcome for joining us and thank you for giving us your your insight and advice today about branding and colors and you know a, a lot of people don't understand too that 13 years being um, helping people with websites and that sort of thing and design is really like a long time that's like that's you know five years in the internet world is almost like 20 years so like (laughs) that's been like a long time so you were probably like a coder even from way back when I mean that's like yes I was yeah I started Mm -hmm. off uh coding COBOL which was very much a green and black screen and it was not fun it was not exciting at all but uh I found that I could use once they started this HTML thing it, I was hooked because I could use my art background and, and really get in there and design with it. So I was excited. Wow. wow. So explain a little bit about your art background too, Lisa. Um, well, when I was uh, younger, I used to draw all the time mm-hmm. and I decided I wanted to go to art school uh, mm-hmm. when I actually graduated from high school. So I went for, I went down to uh, College for Creative Studies was what it was called at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I very, actually very. went there for mm-hmm. for graphic design. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they call it. Uh, uh, yeah, CCS. So that is, and graphic design is everything online now today. It seems like um, in order to get anything, and that's why I want to bring you on first. In in order to get anything noticed or known, you have to have that um, visual aesthetic. The optics are everything. So when when someone says, oh, I can do your website, it's not just I can do your website, I can code it, but they have to have the eye for it. So explain to us, and, and really I want to go over like some of the things that people need, I guess you would say the basic things that they need, especially if they want to get PR. So right. um, the first step, I guess you would say, so if I'm a television a producer or if I'm a newspaper person and you come to me and I say okay I'd like to have you on my show or I'd like to do a story on you and say I'm Essence the first place I'm going to go is to your website so if I go to mm-hmm. your website 
what will be the first thing that I'm going to look for aesthetically that to make sure that you are up to speed to even have media attention? What are the first things that I'm going to look for to make sure that you have the right brand look? Well, first and foremost, before I even get started with a client, I, we have to do that market research. So I want to start there because uh-huh. I need to get I need to get into the psychology of of your brand. I need to know who we are actually talking to. So if you haven't done the market research, you I can help you do that where we get to know who this client is. Cause first and foremost, before we can, uh, you know, put any kind of pen to paper or we can set up anything as far as color, as far as logo, anything, we actually have to find out who the customer is. And that is talking directly to the person and getting the data that you need to know uh, who the person is so we can create personas. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do websites, I actually create that that per- that person, that persona, that mm-hmm. avatar, that um, is the person that we're selling to all the time. We even give that person a name. If it's a woman, uh, say we, we'll name her Leslie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is she black? Is she white? Is she Hispanic? Um, where does she live? Does she drink wine like I do? Um, does she shop? Does she like boutiques? That you know what what type of products does she like? Does she shop at Target or does she shop at Walmart? Because those are two step two different people usually. Um, those kind of things are make up who we're going to actually um, create this website for. Mm-hmm. Once we have that information down, then if if you have your logo, we make sure that we have colors, colors and uh, fonts, all those things create a mood. So mm-hmm. when you go to that website, uh, if uh, you want to first see a logo that has some kind of color or it's um, in a particular spot, usually up on the left-hand side of, of the web page, mm-hmm. as well as any imagery, all those things create a mood for that person. If you are speaking to women who are uh, mothers, then you'll, you'll possibly have imagery that has women that are mothers or things that have to go along with that, as mm-hmm. well as you want symmetry you want some kind of hierarchy you're going to look for your um your header with your logo in it some type of imagery um going down into the copy where there there has to be um a h1 which is a a heavier bold um font or a line of of some kind of copy and then some copy up under that there's a hierarchy that happens that actually drills down into the important parts of the website and then into your call to action where you're telling people exactly what you want them to do. Do you want them to to contact you now or, you know, Mm -hmm. some kind of sales information? So we're kind of going a little bit, a little bit down, a little bit down the road here. So basically the main thing is really talking about this market and really talking about how to attract the right market but first we have to know what that market is and so really developing a clear vision for that market and building an emotional bond with the visuals of really understanding the emotional bond that you want to create with that target market so if it's if you want to attract people who are 
mothers or attract people that are in finance or if you want to attract whoever it is but you've got to go into the origin the, the psychic psychology of it the, the geographics any of that the the the, the um, in terms of the culture any of that the age all of that target market needs to really be prioritized you know your primary market your secondary market so you can really create customers and then once you have the customers then we kind of go into the marketing of it but the main thing of it right now is just understanding who we're trying to target because then that really decides on what kind of graphics we're going to really have so say for instance we want um, we do want to target um, uh, women then obviously the colors on that will make a big difference on that or if we want to target like a little bit older audience and that will make a difference as well but I always tell people that when we first are looking for that way of um, not looking at necessarily customers at this point but looking at media but the media is going to mm-hmm. look at the uh, the optics on your website so the first thing is photos so let's kind of talk a little bit about styling and photos which is really why you really did the vivid glam beauty you know you did the website um, business and you've done that for 13 years but you know that the right. first stop is okay well now we need these brand shots we need to do the photo shoot and most people especially in the accelerator like oh my goodness now I've got to do a photo shoot well the photo shoot is important because that's like the first place to really well the logo is really the first place but after the logo (laughs) after the logo (laughs) you really want to establish who you are and and especially if you're going to do any kind of media if you want to do print if you're going to yes. do television, you need to, people want to see how you look. And then how you look is is a whole psychology of that. So kind of explain about the Vivid Glam, how that came about, and then really what you do in terms of um, aesthetics, in terms of how putting people together. Because a lot of people think like, oh, you know, I'll just take, I'll just put on a suit, or if it's a guy, you know, put on a suit and I'll just right. go and stand in front of this background and I'll take this picture. And, and mm-hmm. talk a little bit more it's more than that and talk about branding shots um branding shots they need to fit your brand's personality and they need to tell a lot about you as well as your business when i talk talk to my clients about it i always say um if you were a janitor then you wore you wore a certain uniform if you were a postal worker you wore a cer- certain uniform so if you're a business person um or if you're going before the media then you still need to put on some type of a uniform mm-hmm. and then when you're doing your branded shot because you're in front of a a major this is a real camera this is not a selfie camera we're not trying to do selfies and um i always tell my clients I know that you probably think that that one selfie is the greatest selfie in the world, but that's not to be used for your professional persona online. Mm -hmm. So I always tell them you need to get those custom shots. Um, You need to have, if you're a woman, wear makeup. Even men, I I usually make sure that I kind of, you know, put on something so that they're not shining. Um, You know, they have like a matte finish so that their pictures come out as professional as possible Um, because they they want to also you want to be able to show them that you're an expert in your field and you need to look that part Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you need to be dressed in your Sunday best or whatever uh, Mm -hmm. fits the relationship that you want to have with your your customers Mm -hmm. you want to reflect that online 
Yeah, clothes are one um, of the things that are a real strong branding device, you know, that people mm-hmm. can really, you know, really understand whether you are, if, if a person says that they are an expert in their field, but what they have is outdated, it's going to send a message that if your clothes are outdated, then probably what you understand or what you deliver may be outdated, even though it may not be. But it's like, if you don't have enough sense to really update your wardrobe, then I probably don't want to even listen to you because you've not updated your outside. Then I probably won't listen right. to you inside. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where it, you do have to look the part. <laughs> right. Look and the it, part. Shows, visible, it shows your maturity, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is. And so those are one of the visual cues that people really take initially and you want to make sure that you know you're at the top of your game when you're doing the visuals you know you you don't have to look quote-unquote perfect you don't have to look like a movie star but you do have to look like you are the brand that you you are the you are the trademark of whatever your company is and so the visual things that you want to make sure that are in place you know whether it's for ladies if it's you know, and I'm just say this for the ladies. So, and Lisa mm-hmm. has like lashes and that sort of thing. So, like, it's why I don't wear makeup or whatever. But when you're taking pictures, ladies, one of the things that because pictures will be used over and over again. And so, the picture, even though you don't wear makeup, when you take a picture and then when we put it on the internet and, and it's reduced down to the size of a postage, we won't really see any makeup because it's so small. So, if you do wear lashes, you won't really see the lashes because it's going to be so small. And, and so anything that's exaggerated really won't look exaggerated, even though you see it in the mirror. <laughs> when it comes right, across, right. when it comes across, after we <laughs> finish with it on the li- online, it won't look that way. So you may think that way. So the aesthetics of that are very, very important. And even with men, you know, a lot of times with men, we can, I remember when, um, we were doing a photo shoot for uh, a, a, a guy client of mine. I mean, we put on some additional makeup just to make sure that you know, there's no shine and to make sure darken the eyebrows and things like that just because it gets washed mm-hmm. out the more you put people online. So, those Right, are as well as you got to worry about the lights. When you're doing these professional pictures, they're not using these normal lights that we stand under on a regular basis. They are using very, very high and hot light. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to be careful of, you know, you have to make sure that your presence is up to par mm-hmm. and make sure that your makeup is HD so that you're, you don't show that shine and things like that. Okay, so once we have the pictures, so where are the pictures? How would pictures be used on the website or how would pictures be used just in branding? So I'll give you an example. So say, for instance, I have a picture and it's on the business card and I I did a a video with them and I said, well, we want to make sure that if you have a nice picture that it's on your website and it's that same picture that looks like you, that's on your business card. I also have a label, a return label that I put the picture on, on a return label. So that same little picture is on the return label. So if I mail something out, the picture is there. Um, I also would use the same picture on my email signature because you have one too Mm -hmm. also, Lisa, on your email signature. Well, you have the same picture on your email signature. So that's the same. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what are some other places where people are using these brand shots? 
on um, particular marketing pieces, I guess you would say? Um, of course, you would use it on your website. Um, you would also use it um, throughout your social media channels. If you have a newsletter, um, when you first send out that very first um, newsletter uh, introducing yourself, you should have it there, Mm -hmm. as well as um, on any of your printed materials. You may have a um, media kit that you send out when you send it out for right for postcards i love love postcards Mm -hmm. you can use you can use them anywhere and they really are an introduction to your customer Mm -hmm. um and as and you never know when people are going to ask you for them so it's better that you have them ahead of time instead of scrambling to try to have this photo shoot done um, at the last minute when you have this great opportunity that's coming up. But you can use it pretty much anywhere. We, I, For most of my clients, at least on the About page, if not on, um, their, on their home page introducing them, we use it throughout every part of media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, too, where if there is a client that says, the, the media says, okay, send me a picture or send me a bio. Okay, so... They don't want to go to the website and just like right click. They want to actually download a picture that that there is a way where it's in a media kit or it's a media page. So we want to make sure we do that. But more so than that, too, that there is a variety of pictures, whether there's a headshot, where there's a full body shot, where it is a dark picture, a light picture. I mean, there's there's more than just one picture that they can choose from. And so that's really important. I had a, a, a person that actually had a um, post-it note and they had pictures on their post-it notes as well. So as much as you mm-hmm. can brand yourself, that's important. I had a person that had their picture on their um, podcast um, meme. You know, they were doing a podcast, so that was there. So there's just so many different places for the pictures where they are, but a lot of it comes with someone like Lisa as a graphic designer um, graphic artists to just say, okay, we're going to actually pull all your pieces together. So it's not hodgepodge, your logo fits with everything, and then your picture is across the board. So if you do have a podcast, that matches. If it's on your social media, you have your LinkedIn profile, and that banner matches. Your Facebook profile, that matches. And your banner across there, it matches uh, on your YouTube channel. And each one of those has a different... Um, I guess you would say size. Yeah, they have a yeah. different size. Uh, YouTube mm-hmm. drives me crazy because it's bigger than all of them. It's like, oh my goodness, it's like okay, <laughs> you know, it's like over and over. Not large enough. Not large enough. So, someone like Lisa right. would know how many pixels each one has to be in order for it to look consistent across all of them. And that's right. Really and that's important. and that's everything. Even your logo, you have to have different sizes. Uh, for different social media channels, you'll have to have horizontal, you'll have to have square, um, because it may uh, your horizontal logo might, may not show up as uh, correctly uh, if yeah. it's on like Facebook, mm-hmm. if, it's, uh, if it's going horizontal. So you would want that square or circular logo. Uh, mm-hmm. You would want it in black and white. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a variety of ways you want it in, uh, in your uh, printed, format which is cmyk or and you would want it in rgb which is web format mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is so important because a lot of times you need the logo and it's just square it'll have to fit in like a certain thing and then sometimes you'll need it 
in another format and it, it does mm-hmm. and so by having not just having your logo done and then saying goodbye to your graphic artist but you need them to always be on hand to help you through the branding process because each level of when you are doing things you're going to need them to shape the logo or shape whatever it is that you're doing so say for instance you're doing an ad for a program book I'm just giving an example so say your church just has mm-hmm. a program book and they say okay we we need you to do a full page ad outside that cover and it's an eight and a half by 11 and you just think like oh okay well here's my logo and whatever well no you don't want them to do it you don't want right. anyone else to touch your logo and your materials you want the same person who designed your website who designed your other marketing materials to put together an ad for you for any kind of materials and the reason why is because you're protecting your brain you're making sure that everything is consistent so if it's an ad for any kind of program book if it's a a brochure if it is a header you want that same person to to create all of those pieces for you and and it makes such a big difference and because I I you know, I, I go to uh, like dinners or whatever and at the dinner they give you a program book and so sometimes I'll look in the in the program book and I'll see this ad and it's like, Oh my goodness, I said, Who did this ad? And I know the company and I'm thinking like, but this logo is all stretched out. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Pixelated, stretched out and oh my goodness. Just way but, too wide. <laughs> yes. And so that's not a good look. And so those are the brand things that really make a difference that make you stand out and in terms of really getting media um, attention and that sort of thing too when you can come across looking bigger online than than say so you come across looking like a coca-cola even though you may only have one to three employees that's what you really want because then they feel comfortable about bringing you on to be interviewed on Um, NBC or MSNBC or any of those type of things so when you are handling your own brand making sure that you look like that is so important instead of saying ah you know what difference does it make I'm gonna just slap it up there and you just never know when you slap it up there then you just really say goodbye to opportunity you're saying goodbye to opportunity because they're thinking like oh well they're not ready and that's so you know people will look at things and say oh you're not ready and Mm -hmm. so one of the and that's Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, when when I just had someone that I wanted to introduce to um, a, a, a big media outlet, but then when I went to their media kit, it just wasn't right. And so there's it. You really rarely get a second chance to pitch. Um, mm-hmm. If you pitch wrong and you're not ready you don't really get a second chance you can go to another media outlet but you can't once the media kind of knows that oh they weren't ready they kind of just file you away and you just have to go on to another media outlet and then they then go back after you've gone on some other media outlet after you got it together but it's hard to really if you pitch something and you don't look ready and then you try to go back and fix it they really won't listen so you you've got to just do it right the first time it, they're very unforgiving like that they just really are yeah your your website really represents you 365 days 
you know, 24-7. It's up when you're sleeping. Um, so you want it to be your storefront um, when you're closed uh, at the brick and mortar. You want it to represent you. So if you, you know, how you would come out and um, and how you would represent yourself in front of people, you want your web website to really reflect that. Uh-huh. And um, that's why also with my clients, I create like a brand board so that we have that consistent feel. We look at different things. We uh, decide on not only your colors, your fonts, um, so that it can work and coordinate with the logo as mm. well as imagery that we could use throughout the site um, mm. to have a, a certain look and feel. So um, if you were to hand that back to me or to someone else they already know there's a planned look and feel there's a guide already set for different things and then when you create new things you can always use those fonts and use those colors those hex codes which is the colors that you use uh, in the softwares in order to uh, you know make sure that your colors are consistent Mm -hmm. and that's what major corporations do you won't think mm-hmm. that Ford or Coca-Cola, they're not thinking, oh, you know, well, it's red, you know, for well, it's blue. No, they, they know <laughs> the exact red, the exact blue, yeah. the exact font that they, and they're very, very specific on that, that these are our, basically, these are our brand regulations. These are the things that we're going to use. And so you do a brand board. And talk a little mm-hmm. bit, too, there are other branding elements that people need. When you are an author or a, a speaker and you are a life coach that you need from time to time, you'll need PowerPoints. So when a person does a PowerPoint, obviously they're going to use their logo on their PowerPoint and they'll use their photo. But talk about PowerPoints and how a person can have the information and they really, how do I say this? They may have the information and they think that because they have the PowerPoint software that they can put together their own PowerPoint. <laughs> and then they can be deaf by PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I found over the years when I've created PowerPoints is that they have to, they kind of have to be like the web. They have to be mm-hmm. um, very, uh, how do I say this? You have to keep it down to a minimum as yeah. far as how much information you put on yeah. there because a lot of times they put too much information. Yeah. You you want them to also be styled similar to how you would a website. It has to have yeah. has to have a hierarchy. It has to have your the colors that you use. Your logo has to still look um, you know nice and professional. Mm-hmm. Usually there's a format. Um, you and usually it's you would put imagery and just a little bit of text. That's what I find is best with PowerPoints. You yeah. don't have to put the whole story out there. Mm-hmm. You, you as the expert, you have to actually speak to um, a slide or whatever, but the slide is not supposed to tell the story. You're supposed yeah. to tell the story. Yeah. So when I create PowerPoints, they are very minimal. They will have maybe a couple of words and then um, the image that represents what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. That is so and, good. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the way I do PowerPoints. Not a and whole lot of wording. Yeah. Yeah. And it should really, like you said, it should match the website. It should match the feel. It's part of your brand. It's the brand extension of you. So you walk in the right. room, you, you're giving out the business card that matches the website, that matches 
that matches your logo, that matches the postcard, that matches your brochure, that matches maybe your uh, folder that you have, that matches, I don't know, uh, a t-shirt that you have on, and then you're matching your, you you know, matching, then your PowerPoint should match all of that. Your PowerPoint can look like, well, who did that PowerPoint? That doesn't even look like, I mean, it needs to all really blend. And so that's so, so important. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk about signage and a little bit about signage too, because I know that's like really, really big. So we have a lot of people using the pop-up signs and then they also have the other type of table signs. So could a person have too much signage? I don't think you can have too much signage, but it has to be appropriate for the event. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you have a brick and mortar, it's good to have your signage outside so people know that this is the business and it still should have the same logo and font style that you were using for your web, for your business cards, etc. Mm-hmm. And then when you're doing pop-ups or doing vending events or if you're actually a, a speaker, an author speaking, it's great to have those um, retractable banners. Yes. that still have the consistent look and feel that you have uh, for the rest of your brand. Everything should follow your brand. It should mm-hmm. follow in color. It should follow with your logo. If there's an image on it, it should be an appropriate image of yourself or the person that you're trying to reflect as your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember when I went to... Um, your signage that you had was the backdrop, or it was like a step and repeat. I guess it was a signage, but it had the flowers yeah, yeah. on it for the vivid glam. Explain to that. That was beautiful. It was like drop in gorgeous. It was so so good. It, 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 I've got to I've got to find a picture of that, and that's going to be um, that'll be in the in the branding thing, so people can kind of see what we were talking about. Thank you, thank you. Um, so the idea of that uh, backdrop came from. My my designer, uh, my um, decorator for my party, mm-hmm. he told me about this woman who could create these flowers. And really, it was supposed to just be a swag across the top. Mm-hmm. And But I wanted it to reflect my brand. So I actually designed um, a woman because the Vivid Glam Beauty actually has just started a lash collection just recently mm-hmm. um so uh it re- the picture that i created uh was a woman and her face with her eyes closed and she had her very long lashes on and then she had her hair instead of it just being hair it was actually this spray of flowers across the top and i felt that it represented my brand because it, it used um, my colors my mm-hmm. colors for the Vivid Glam Beauty are teal, black, and gold, and white. Mm-hmm. So everything about that backdrop um, represented the woman that I'm trying to speak to. And it, it still fits on brand with, the, with my logo, with my business cards, with everything else. And then it, uh, of course, also incorporated uh, very well into the party. Mm-hmm. And people could take pictures with it. And then yeah. my my name and my logo are on it so that every time a picture is taken, my brand is represented. Yeah, that was so cool. That was so cool. I really, really like that. That is that Thank was you. Yeah, that was really cool. And so it and it matched with Vivid. And so if you go to um Vivid Glam or Vivid um um 
Vivid Brand Solutions, you'll see the vivid colors and all of that. Those are part of her brand of, of, of the colors and that sort of thing. So so you want to have, whenever you're doing a brand, something that stands out. And so for Lisa, that's one of the things that stands out is the vivid colors. So that's one of the things that you want to make sure that you have something that's distinguishable, something that is unique to you, something that is consistent across all platforms. And it's always good to have, like you said, brand extensions, but it's still the brand extension of something that makes sense and so for her that made sense because it it spoke to the same target market and went right back to the same research what she talked about so we're going to kind of wrap this up in the next few so um we talked about signage we talked about websites we talked about pictures we talked about wardrobe uh is there anything branding pieces wise that we really kind of need to know about a little bit because this one is like some of the elements that we really that are imperative that you need in order to get noticed today. Um, I really think that people need to up their game on their social media channels. Yes, yes. Oh even, even, no matter what, if you don't uh, want to be on social media, which you should, you should still go out there and grab what's called what I think of as your property. Um, when you think of like your handle on your social media channels whether it be facebook instagram linkedin youtube all of them you need to go and per and grab your name mm-hmm. um i always think back to in 1995 i'm going way back mm-hmm. uh, mcdonald's hadn't gotten their domain name but mm-hmm. at that point we didn't we are we hadn't started the social media channels but it's still the same thing they hadn't gotten their domain name and someone uh, had purchased it already for like fifty dollars wow right and then and then then they could do whatever they want with it right Mm -hmm. and it may not be on brand but still when you think of mcdonald's the name is synonymous with mcdonald's with the arches Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. So they had to talk to talk to this person and almost sue this person in order to get it back. And they wound up paying like $3,500 at the time to get the name back, to get their domain, McDonald's.com, um, when they could have just bought it for $50. Mm-hmm. Wow. Same, yeah. same thing happened with PETA. PETA did the same thing. So you don't want to be the same. You don't want to have to get your, your name back from someone. Um, and ask, have to sue them. Like the the guy that purchased PETA.org, he actually um, killed animals and ate animals. Mm. And that's really not what, what PETA is about, right? That's total no. opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they wound up having to pay this person major a major amount of money to get their name back. Oh my god! Because they had to go through a lawsuit, and they didn't get it back until 2001. Oh my god! Yeah, so people really do need to. That's one of the first things that I tell them that they do need to make sure that they buy their own name.com. And yeah, even yeah. across social media, I believe there's a site. I'm trying to think. I want to say is names.com, or oh, I need to look for it. It was where you can go and actually go and find. Um, right, I'm drawing a blank too. Um, yeah, but we like could definitely for, put it in in the notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the notes I so that we I can find if it's if it's um, first first domains. No, I think it's 
I can't remember offhand, but mm-hmm. I can definitely, one of us will be able to look it up because I, right, I use right. it all the time, but I can't think of it. But mm-hmm. even if your name is taken, that you can do a variation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if Vivid Visual Solutions, one word was taken, then I could have did viv- maybe Vivid hyphen, uh, Vivid underscore, uh, Vivid period, you know, in order to still get my name out there and have my name. Because that's your property. You don't want someone else using it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you trademarked it, then you can sue somebody for that. Right. Right. And and there is uh oh I know it's name I think it's name check. Name mm-hmm. in the Yes, 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 that's it. Name C H K dot com. Name check. Right. So name check dot com. And uh mm-hmm. there's someone, uh Latonia. She's a uh protect your brand she's an attorney she's in the group so Latonia is definitely like a person that talks about trademarks and that sort of thing but she definitely lets people know to um and then there's one called check usernames.com where you can actually check your username across all social media and make sure check usernames.com and then like you can check YouTube you could check LinkedIn you could check Tumblr Pinterest Blogger Flickr uh, Vimeo, just you could just go all the way across all of them and then secure them and making sure. I mean, there's some that you wouldn't even. They're in other countries, but you could just make sure that you know issue hub pages. Some of them are gone. About me, I always tell people about that me. Make sure that you get your own and just go and secure them, even if you don't use them, because once they're gone, they're gone. You can't get another name, so you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you do that. But it's called check usernames.com and so right now right. if I go to if I hit Tumblr for instance it'll just it'll let me know if that if I put in that if I click that and I put in the name if it's not taken then it's just like okay so go and find it go and, and sign up for it and, and basically all of those are free blog talk radio all of those so mm-hmm. yeah you, you, you reverb and then what mm-hmm. go <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Once you have uh, secured your social media handles, your website domain, then you want to create your own hashtag just the same way as Pam Perry has done with her Brand Accelerator Program. Mm -hmm. So it's hashtag Brand Accelerator Program. That's always great. Like I have uh, Vivid Visual Solutions. I have Vivid Brand Tips. you know, if there's something in your industry that you can you can uh, coordinate with your name, that's great. Uh, I also have the Vivid Glam um, for my um, beauty line. Mm-hmm. So, creating your own signature hashtag that you, where people can um, look for images that are unique to you on your social media channels is also a great way to brand yourself on social media. Mm-hmm. Hashtags are everything, especially on Instagram. That is for sure. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew they and had Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Twitter, that's how, it's a great way to search on Twitter. So people have tweet mm-hmm. chats by doing that on Twitter with the hashtag. But that's another day. We'll talk about that later. Well, Lisa, okay. Lisa Noble, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been good. We are talking about shining up those assets, what brand elements are imperative today. And what you need to get noticed with uh, uh, our guest expert today was Lisa Noble with Vivid 
Brand Solutions, and you can find her all over all over the web. And one of the things that you want to make sure is follow her on Instagram at Visit Visual Solutions. Um, Visit Visual Solutions is the name of her company. I'm saying Visit Brand because we're Branding Accelerator, but it's Visit yeah. Visual Solutions <laughs> and VVSOL.com. So. And again, her number um, to contact her. She can. She does websites. She does uh, graphics. She does uh, styling and photo shoots and all of that kind of thing. Aesthetics. So you can give her a call at three one three three five five zero one six two. So if you want to give her a call there, that is what. And you, and also too, you can go to her website and she has a a guide to help you improve your sales on your website as well. So you want to make sure you go there as well. It's a bitly link and it's vivid hyphen website hyphen marketing. So but you gotta go to her website yeah. to actually find that out. So Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank, thank you, Pam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I so I am so honored to be a guest brand expert on the Brand Accelerator program and so excited to talk to you all today. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You are doing really good work and we are going to support you and 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 guys, if you all need anything, Lisa has said she would make herself available to you guys. So make sure you give her yeah. a call. All righty. Please do. All righty. Take Thank care. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.